America's membership in houses of worship continued to decline last year, dropping below 50% for the first time in Gallup's eight-decade trend. Well, if you like stats, we've got plenty of them next, and some solutions on the Church Solutions Podcast. It's the Church Solutions Podcast, brought to you by StreamingChurch.tv. The Church Solutions Podcast is all about helping you and your church with technology and other encouraging ideas for ministry. Now, here are your hosts, Steve Lacey and Phil Thompson. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Church Solutions Podcast. My name is Phil Thompson. And I'm Steve Lacey. Steve, I hear chirping birds in the background. Yes, it is great weather here in Arizona, and I am, uh, much to the chagrin of some of my family, I am very much a um, open windows, open doors kind of guy when you can. So, yeah. no, it's, I, I would do that too, except uh, in my office here, if I open the window, I'll have my next door neighbor's dog barking probably, and it won't be a very good uh, situation. But I have a nice backyard, and we actually sit in our backyard, we've got um, a canopy up, so to speak. I don't know how to say it. A sail, I guess is what you call it. And, and we've planted a bunch of stuff the last couple of years and we have hummingbirds like you do. And we have birds, bird bath. And it's only going to be 96 today. So only 96. Perfect so, weather yeah, perfect. for having the windows open. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Welcome to Tucson, Arizona. <laughs> Arizona has these wild swings though, because it'll get, it'll have a 40 day, 40 degree swing yes. from morning to evening or morning to middle yeah. of the afternoon. So yeah, right now it's really yeah. cool out. 60 degrees in the morning and 98, and nine, 96 yeah. in the afternoon. Yeah. 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 That was today. Yeah. That, that is, that's today. Alrighty. Well, uh, folks are probably wondering, uh, what are we going to do? Uh, what are we going to talk about in this podcast? So what are we going to talk about in the church solutions podcast? So we're going to talk over current trends in the church. Yes. So you have put together some Gallup data. We have some unstuck, um, data that mm-hmm. I thought was really interesting. Yes. And then, mm-hmm. uh, uh, was it Mike Rainier? What's his last name? Uh, Mike Rainier, name? Thomas Rainier. Thomas Rainier, yeah. You're some pulling a Phil Thompson there. You yeah, got the name no. wrong, yeah. yeah uh, no. Thomas so Rainier's anyway, got some ideas. So, yeah. Some so ideas on how to, to go for it. Yeah. Well, all right. So, uh, <clears throat> a few weeks ago, uh, Tony Morgan, if you haven't gone to Tony Morgan Live, you should check out Tony Morgan Live. Uh, he was an executive pastor of several churches, and now he has basically a consulting uh, company for churches, and they call themselves the Unstuck I don't know what they unstuck group or something, but if you just Google Tony Morgan live, you'll get it. He teamed up with um, another group uh, called, uh, and I don't have my somehow. Oh, my, my font went down here and I'm trying to read oh, it. Yeah. Church fuel. Church fuel was another group that they partnered with and they surveyed 132 churches between November, 2020 and this year, January, 2021. Um, but before we jump into that, I wanted yeah. to just pull up a, a poll that Gallup did. And Gallup's been doing polls on churches uh, since 1937. And uh, according to Gallup, Americans' membership in houses of worship continued to decline last year. Again, last year, that's not a no-brainer with COVID, but let, let me keep going here. 
uh, dropping below 50% for the first time in Gallup's eight-decade trend. In 2020, 47% of Americans said they belonged to a church, synagogue, or mosque, and it was down from 50% in 2018 and 70% in uh, 1999. And then U.S. membership, U.S. church membership was 73% when Gallup first measured it way back in 1937. I think the year my sister was born and remained nearly 70% for the next six decades before, and this is our point here, before beginning a steady decline around the turn of the 21st century. So there has been a decline for the last 21 and years. From what I understand, the, the question was, you know, uh, what church do you belong to or do you belong to a church, basically? And that was yeah. the yeah, oh, so house of worship. Yeah. It doesn't mean they actually go to church right. or they are a regular attender. This is just they yeah. can just name a church that says, yeah, my church is X, Y, Z. Yeah. So I've been in six, you know, six months or three years, but that's my church. Yeah. So that's that yeah. number has dropped Absolutely. below 50%. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And so what, what I thought we could maybe talk about real quickly here uh, for the past six months from, from November to January, November 2020 to January 2021, Unstuck, the Unstuck group did some, has got some analytics here, some stats that, uh, that I know you love and uh, we love stats. And so we thought we'd throw some of these out here just to give people an idea how people were doing during, how churches were doing during COVID, I guess. Is that how we want to put it? Sure. All right. So <clears throat> the first one would be uh, in-person average attendance was down 32%. Uh, this is from, uh, they surveyed churches from November 20 to January 2021. Okay, so this is obviously COVID related. Uh, I mean, all these are that we're going to read right now. Online services, though, were up 409%. <laughs> no, no big surprise there, I don't think, right? Because nobody could meet, so they're streaming online which is what we do for a living, by the way, streaming church. Yes. Uh, yeah. Number of people baptized the previous 12 months was down 56%, which again, of course, it's COVID, so you're not meeting, so you're probably not baptizing a lot of people. Or if you're meeting, you're not meeting in large numbers. Uh, and then new people added to the church's database was down 44%. So uh, they didn't add a whole lot of people, <laughs> which again, not really eye-opening, eye right? And then adults and students and small groups were down, what was what that, 2% total, which that yes. is interesting, just down 2%. Yeah. I think these are all really interesting because you can kind of, you kind of look behind the data and go, what's going on here? And right. there's a, there's a trend that we'll, we'll talk about here, but, right. yeah. and then yeah, give me that, give us that, that last stat here. The last Sorry. stat was general fund giving. So, so donations basically up 1.2% and the total cash reserves were, uh, were, were good for 22 weeks. So reserves, okay. you know, people have on hand were good for, so, so the giving actually went up a little bit during COVID. <laughs> right. So the, so as I look at this, in-person attendance down by over 30%, right. giving up slightly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, online views, obviously way up through the roof. Right. Um, new people added to the database. You could see that, that that was, you know, not, that was down. And yeah. that's because I think the in-person service 
is is a is a is a gateway to commitment. So yeah. this is really measuring, um, in my opinion, a um, commitment level. You know, yeah. there's That's there's true. fewer people coming, yeah, but the people that are coming are are more committed. So okay. there's been yeah. there's a shift going on within the church. Right. Right. So, yeah. 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 I. Yeah, I, I think that's fair to say that. Yeah. Um, this, this, you know, if I go out on a limb here, um, if you know, in one sense, as I look at this, this it it could be considered kind of like persecution. You know, this hmm. this uh, COVID was, you know, it wasn't a persecution of the Christians, but this could this is going to be what you know is is a church continues to decline and become. Um, more countercultural than the, than the culture is, the church is going to become more and more um, uh, persecuted. And I think this trend will continue. That the numbers may go down, will continue to go down, but those that are right. committed will, will um, you know, the giving is up. And so anyway, yeah. that's why it was really, and the, the small groups mm-hmm. was just barely affected at all. Right. Yeah. So, and I don't have the details. And by the way, if you want to get this full report, again, just go to Tony Morgan Live. Those of you listening or watching here, because uh, they have a, they, they'll give you a, it's it's in a PDF. And there's lots more stuff here that we just don't have time to cover. I, I kind of wonder about the small group thing. I mean, like our church was doing online small groups. Your church was doing that, so yeah. I wonder if that had something to do with the mind, just the the, the limited decline because people yeah. were still meeting maybe online. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, well, I think so, but the small groups are still there. So yeah. this goes to what takes my mind to, and you probably know who penned this, but there's the concentric circles for around the church mm-hmm. yes. that yep. starts with the. Um, well, you got the core. Is that are you referring core, to the? Yes. So yeah. the core is at the very yeah. core. Yeah. And then as you go out from the core, then there's Another you know. Circle. There's outer circles that that goes to volunteers and circles, membership, and then attenders on the end and then visitors on the the far outside core. And then just people that are aware of your church on another outside core. Right. And um, so what, what I see, you know, happening here is it's really a strengthening of the core. The core is, the core is doing okay. It's just the the reach of yeah. the church has diminished, and its ability to draw people to the church has gone down as well. Yeah, so, I, I think right. that's a good point. That's a very good point. Uh, the the, uh, the study also talks about staffing levels; uh, they remain high compared to the attendance declines. And again, I, I'm not sure why that is. I mean, uh, part of it was I think for some churches, like okay. We're in COVID here, but is this going to end next month? Is this going to end two months from now? I think that's a major, large part of it. And then also some churches took advantage of the PPP, uh, you know, the payroll protection plan, I think is what it was called. Uh, My church took advantage of that. I don't know if yours did or not. And uh, so we we actually did take advantage of that. uh, uh, And actually, I think they're, I'm no longer with my church. I've retired after 42 years, but. I think they're trying to take advantage of the, of the, of the next PP that came out earlier. So I, I don't know whether that helped, you know, keep people on staff, but, but as you said, the, as we read in the stat here, just a minute ago, the 
finances were fine. So there's probably mm-hmm. several factors about that as, as to why the staff levels remained high. The average church employs one full-time equivalent staff person for every 49 people in attendance. So one full-time person for every 49 people that, that shows up. This is all part of this study. Uh, that includes all ministry and support staff. I'm just going on here. Is that okay? Yeah, yeah these are great. Uh, yeah, these are good things that people will be interested in. Tony goes on to say, we know from previous research that growing churches have a 35% fewer staff positions than declining churches. That's interesting. Yeah, that you would think it would be the opposite, right? Yeah. That yeah. the growing churches are, we got we to gotta staff up for growth. Yeah. So let's yeah. hire before we need the people. And that was actually a mantra in our church. Yeah. You know, you got to. Right. You got to hire so you can grow, and that's yeah. not the case. Yeah, yeah. Uh, churches lean on part-time staff more than other sectors of the economy. So the average church has fifty percent of their staff working part-time. By comparison, the current national average remains at seventeen percent part-time workers, according to the Department of Labor. So there, he's comparing here. If I understand this correctly, you know church workers versus everybody else. And so 50% of the staff is working part-time for churches. But if you compare that to the national averages, labor, secular, I guess, 17% part-time workers. Right. And that kind of makes sense too. I mean, the the chaff, the church is a, always been a very lean, mean machine. They don't have big profits to drive, you know, big staff and things like that. So yeah. Yeah. Whereas national average of businesses is going to be a little different. They're going to be able to, you know, get um, right. full-time staff more easily. Yeah. Uh, moving along here, churches have a span of care of one volunteer leader for every 12 people in attendance. Uh, leaders include adults and students who are serving in roles where they are responsible for leading a team or a group of other people. Um if you add up, you want to comment on that one or not? I was. Just, it goes to my you know, tidbits of knowledge. Wasn't that a Roman, or is that a biblical thing? That uh, I Roman the Romans organized that way, right? The Roman armies. Yeah. yeah. Yep. You That's know, true. A leader for every ten people. Yep. Every, mm-hmm. uh, you know, a, a centurion for every. 100. Yes. Uh, yes, yeah, exactly. All I right. thought about that, but that's true. Uh, if you add the number of people viewing messages online, that's one volunteer leader for every 24 people. So that's a little sub deal there. Um, and then 83% of churches are currently, and this is kind of what we wanted to get into here just for a few minutes. 83% of churches are currently sitting on the downward slope of typical church life cycle. So uh, you can't see this, but there's a cycle, a life cycle that everything has, and churches are no exception. And so you have kind of the, the church starts at one point and then kind of, you know, the, the bar kind of goes up, so to speak, and you go mm-hmm. up and you hit the peak and then you begin to go down. And according to Tony's numbers here, 83% of churches are currently sitting on the downward slope of a typical church life cycle. Interesting. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. That has to do, I wonder if that has to do with the age of the church and Mm -hmm. that sort of thing and when the church was started. Right. Yeah. I I think that's probably true. 
Um, and, and But again, I want to go back to the Gallup thing that we talked about at the beginning of the podcast here. I mean, overall, since the last 20 years or so, there, there's been a decline. Yeah, uh, definitely. And, and, uh, and so, you know, the, the obviously question, you know, when I see something like that, I go, okay, how do we fix it? And um, that's a good question. Uh, one of the things that Gallup talks about is that part of the reason for the decline is people are no longer associating with like a, a denomination or they're just not associating with a group that uh, in the many years ago they used to. Yeah, I'm a Baptist. Yeah, I'm a Methodist. You know, uh, you know, I'm a missionary Baptist church, whatever. They're, a lot of people are not doing that anymore. So that's, that's part of it. Um, so anyhow, there are some solutions that Thomas Rainiator Rainiator. Now I see you screw this up at the beginning of the podcast. <laughs> now I you actually nobody heard it, but you you mispronounced what did you you call it Dennis Rainier? But anyhow, I wanted to throw some garbage on you. But uh, uh Thomas Rainier uh has some solutions, what he thinks would be solutions to help churches grow. Did okay. you just flush the commode? <laughs> no, I didn't. I've, uh, I'm seeing that somebody's going to walk up to the door, so I turned down my um, Alexa device because oh. I've got I've got ring doorbells that say somebody's at the door. Okay. <laughs> Speaking of Alexa, we need to talk a little bit about our before. Remind me before we uh, go away here. We need to talk about mychurchdaily.com. But yes. that's another subject. So, all right. So. Shall we talk a little bit about solutions to this? Yes, suggested solutions. Suggested solutions. And some of these are kind of yeah, going along with working with the core to a certain degree. Yeah, I or or kind of yeah. strengthening the core. Yeah, this is stuff. So I was, as you know, I was in church work for a long time. I helped start churches and I helped restart churches and. Uh, these are a lot of things I, I would I would agree with. Maybe I'm a dinosaur, but I would agree with some of these things. Uh, and one of the things that Thomas Rainier says, he gives five solutions here and see if you agree with this. The first one he says is you need to raise the expectations of membership. So uh, there's a lot of churches, and, I, and I've seen this because I've been involved in churches for many years, and many of the churches I was a part of uh, in the early days there was no expectations. You know, there was either there was no membership or if you were a member, there was nothing expected of you. <laughs> it's like, okay, now you're a member. And, and there was just nothing that you really had to do differently or be involved in or anything like that. In fact, that was one of the things I was really pushing at my last church before COVID hit. I said, we need to talk about membership and what we expect of people because, uh, People, if they're not, I guess it's the old question, if you don't ask people, nothing will happen. You know what I mean? And so if you just assume people are going to be involved because they're members, that usually doesn't happen. It will for some people, but you, you really need to ask people to make commitments. And, 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 you know, here's what we're talking about. And so that's one of his things, expectations, which I think leads into the next one. Yeah. Raise expectations of membership. That's his yeah. first one. Yeah. That's his first one. And then his thing is require an entry class for membership, require an entry class for membership. I still think this is important. There's lots of people that, that would disagree with this. But again, if you have a membership class in uh -huh. some form, some way, 
uh, you are making a statement that membership is actually meaningful, <laughs> that, you know, and, and really your class or whatever you want to call it should be used to state what your expectations are and what really a committed member looks like. Um, yeah. And I, when I did this, I helped start a couple of churches and one of them was in Kansas. I just felt like it was really a positive thing because people knew what we were about. They understood who we were. Most of them did. And we even talked about giving and and all that stuff. And so, uh, and there's people like Rick Warren who made this famous, you know, he has like class 101. This was back in the nineties, class 201, class 301, class 401. He's probably got a class 501, who knows, or he's changing it. But I liked it because it really helped you understand, you know, what your role was in the church, the expectations that membership brings on you. Plus, you get to understand what the leadership is dealing with and you have you can understand what, you know, what the church is all about. And you can be a part of that church if you want to or you don't have to be. There's no guessing. There's no, oh, I've been here now for a year and I realized, oh, you guys believe that? Oh my gosh, I don't believe that. Well, you've been here a year. So at least you can get this stuff out and help people understand what you're all about, your vision, your purpose, what you're trying to do in life. Yeah, I I completely agree with this one. Yeah. You don't want to have them say, you want to become a member? Sure, just fill out this form and send it to us and you're a member. Like, nah, it's not going to work. Yeah, that's kind of what we did at my last church. Right? <laughs> yeah. And we, I didn't so. like that. So uh, that's why we were trying to change it. Yeah, so so and I think that this, this helps. And I think to your point earlier, uh, you know, decline, memberships on decline, so to speak, or people, church attendance is on decline. But I think if people who do eventually get involved in a church and have some kind of understanding that we're just talking about here makes them much more committed and makes them uh, much more, um, they'll just be more effective <laughs> for the right. kingdom of God. Right. You know, right. other than and just, you, yeah. 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 Other you, than you're you're going to, yeah, it's going to, everything's going to be a little more obvious. There's not going to be this kind yeah. of wishy-washy right. kind of thing yeah. going on. It's yeah. going to be, up oh, went to the class, understand it. I'm signed on as a member. I'm moving forward. Right. You may lose yeah. some people. They may go right. through the class and go, no, nah, no, nah, this ain't going to work for me. Yeah. And, and, but that's a good thing. I mean, yeah. To, yeah. to have that clarity. Anyway. Yeah. All right. Moving on here. Moving on. Encourage ministry involvement. Now, so again, I, I think that could be part of a class, but you don't necessarily have to make it a class. But his third point here, which I would agree with, is encouragement, ministry involvement. And again, uh, he, he goes on to make the point that many members become less frequent attendees because they have no ministry roles. They have, they have nothing they're doing, you know, they're just showing up. And so right. if people have responsibilities and, and there's encouragement to be involved in ministries and even help start ministries, uh, they're going to feel like they're more of a part, more of an integral part of, of the church. And, and they'll be more inclined to be not just showing up, but actually involved in helping people. Uh, which is what we're, it's what it's all about here is helping people, serving your community, uh, you know, serving people in your church. So that's, that's a point he makes. And then the fourth point is offer more options for worship times. This is tough. If you're in ministry, if you're on staff, if you're a senior pastor, this one is a hard pill to swallow because it means you got to do more. (laughs) Yeah, a little more, but we have a solution, right? That's right. We do have a solution. <laughs> Simulate live. Right. Record your service and then have, you know, six of them yeah. on the weekend. Yeah. So, 
Yeah, you it's can. not not the same as in-person worship or service times, but there are things you can do. Yeah, they, they, you, you, we could call it a hack, so to speak. But uh, yeah, so I mean, record your, you know, stream your service live um, and then, you know, obviously record it. And, and when we call simulated live with us, streamingchurch.tv, that's who we are. Uh, if, you, if you use our simulated live feature and you can set it and forget it, so to speak, and you could have multiple services and uh, it can come can off a, like it's live and yeah, have a Tuesday off. evening service. And yeah. 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 Whatever it would be to kind of help these people out that work weekends and that sort of yeah. thing. Yeah. But uh, Thomas Rainier, you know, what his point about this whole thing about having more options is that our culture has now become 24 seven. And it's really true. I mean, people are working all sorts of days and hours, people working all sorts of, of, of night shifts and things. And so it, it's difficult sometimes for people, especially in, in bigger cities, to, to be involved in their church work. So if you're even just attending or something. So if you have opportunities, a Saturday night service or whatever it might be for people to connect, uh, it will give them uh, an opportunity to be involved and it can open the doors up to more uh you know, and, and this is something he doesn't put in here. So this will this will be a Phil Thompson solution here, so to speak. But the bottom line is you want to give people an opportunity to create relationships. And that's that's to me is very important. Content, you know, people can see content. We just had this discussion. Did we have it with Rick Living Good or one of the guests we had here a few weeks ago on the podcast? You know, content now is out there. You can get content 24-7, and that's good, but What's going to get people back in churches, back in the facilities, is seeing some people face-to-face and the relationships they have with those people. And I'm an introvert, uh, yet I still like to have a relationship with people. I don't like to have a relationship with a lot of people, but I like to have a relationship with certain people. And, and going to a service not only gives me an opportunity to you know, hear content, so to speak, <laughs> but also connect with those people that I haven't seen for a week or two. And, and maybe catch up a little bit, maybe plan something later now that COVID seems to be going away, you know, plan some other activities. And so when you create opportunities for people to meet, it creates, it gives an opportunity for people to have a relationship, which to me is what the driving point of is in life and especially Christianity. All right, I'm off my soapbox now. I'll get down from that. All right, one more, right? One more. And uh, one of the things he brings up is... Uh, monitor attendance of each member. So this is interesting. Uh, monitor attendance for each member. This is a solution, he says, to, to the climb. Uh, this approach is often difficult, as he says here. Yes, it is, especially in worship attendance. Uh, th- that's why the traditional Sunday school approach, uh, you know, calling absentees when they're, you know, weren't there, smaller groups, that was effective. Uh, and then he goes on to say, perhaps churches can incorporate that approach in all of their groups. So members are less likely to be absent if they know somebody misses them. Uh, that's This is a hard thing to do. I've gone over this in multiple churches. You know, how do we get these people we haven't seen for a while? And, and it is hard, which is small groups are part of the solution to that. You know, uh, but... Uh, if you can monitor attendance of each member, that's, I'll just throw that out there. He throws it out there. I'll let it lay. I think there's some creative ways to do that. One of them is, is, is emphasizing small groups, 
Uh, and if you can get people involved in small groups, then you have a better chance of connecting with them. And then when you don't see them on a Sunday, uh, you could, it opens the door up to more of a reaching out and a uh, contact. Uh, that's my point. I don't know. Or you could use our follow-up tool. We'll do it for well, you automatically. Somebody came and they didn't come back. Well, yeah. The- so you're talking about streaming. Yeah. Which we, we have a follow-up tool, streamingchurch.tv, which is, you know, a lot of people like it and it, it's a great little tool and it doesn't take a lot of work to make that impl- to implement it because it's pretty much all automatic and, and that definitely opens the door. So there's, there's different ways to do that. Uh, but, um, uh, you know, you count, somebody gave me a hard time. This was years ago. Somebody gave me a hard time about, well, why do you count the people that show up Sunday morning? Cause you know, I'd be back counting people. Yeah. We had 195 people today. And I would say, well, do you count, do you count your money? <laughs> and they would say, yeah, we count our money. Of course we do. This was another pastor I think that was telling me that I said, so you do take a, don't you do take an offering, you count your offering, right? Yes. Well, what's more important, your people or your money? Because, you know, when I count people, those people represent somebody, they represent value. And so when, when our, when we're going down, it helps us understand, okay, why are less people coming? Plus, if you're able to identify people that maybe you haven't seen for a while, then you can reach out to them and find out if there's a problem, if they need some help, whatever it might be. So anyhow, I'm rambling on here. Sorry. All right. So the unstuck group, if you want more information on this stuff, just Google Tony Morgan live. One of these days he'll break down and be a guest on our podcast. We'll, we'll force him to be a guest, but there's also other stuff out here. Thomas Rainier is one of them. And then you can just do Gallup, Google Gallup, and you can find more stats about churches and church declining and all that stuff. But hopefully this has been a little bit helpful today. And before we go, mychurchdaily.com. What is it, Steve Lacey? Mychurchdaily.com is a way for pastors and staff to stay connected with their people during the week. It gets your message on every Alexa device in the world. Alexa. So Alexa. You can be a part of Alexa's set of uh, media. So Flash briefing. Yes, right. we give you a, an easy way to get uh, your message recorded and scheduled for every day for every one of the 30 yeah. plus million U.S. households, and uh, I'm sure it's more worldwide. Yeah. So, uh, Hold on a second. Alexa, stop. Did I mute myself? I didn't mute myself. I, have, I actually had it here when I mentioned that, that magic word. It started to play a flash briefing. I don't know if you heard that. It was way in the background. Uh, but yeah, so check out, go to mychurchdaily.com and check it out. Make a free trial. It's a 14-day free trial. And as always, we are here to help you. It's part of our products. We have streamingchurch.tv. We have churchapplive.com. We have myflock.com. And now we have mychurchdaily.com. So check us out. We've been serving churches for 20 years. So we're out of time. How about that? All right. Steve, thank you very much for your time today. We sure appreciate you very much. Good to be here. All right. And folks, thank you for listening to the Church Solutions Podcast or watching us. And uh, if we can help you in any way, please reach out to us. We are here to help you and your church. Support at streamingchurch.tv is one place you can get a hold of us. Or just go to our one of our magic one of our many domains. They're not magical, they're just domains. One of our many domains. And one of them is streamingchurch.tv. All right, we're done. Have yourself a great day. Take care of yourself. We'll catch you again next time.